Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you missed our show this morning, Mornings with the Coach, here's what you missed. You're listening to Mornings with Coach on 97.3 The Fan. Well, good uh, Tuesday morning, everyone. Hope uh, you're off to a great start to your day as we uh, kick it off at 5.01 a.m. on a Tuesday, May 7th, 2019. Uh, and again, uh, we're going to be here till 9 o'clock. Uh, Jim Rome will uh, follow my show at 9 o'clock till 12 o'clock. we got Doug Gottlieb coming up today, 12 to 3. And then we'll have uh, Gwen and Chris uh, from uh, 3 until the pregame show that gets underway at 6.10 tonight. Padres and Mets game two of the three game series. And then, uh, following, uh, the pregame show, 710, first pitch tonight. Gonna be a, a very nice matchup tonight. Once again out there, it'll be a right-hander Noah Syndergaard, two and three and a 5.02. Coming off a complete game performance last time out and accounting for the only New York Mets, uh, uh, run when he hit a solo homer. He'll go against a young right-hander Cal Quantrill who will be making his second major league start. Uh, we're gonna get to a lot of phone calls. I'm sure a lot of people either were at the game last night, watched the game, listened to the game, and want to comment on that unbelievable performance last night by the 23-year-old right-hander of the Padres, uh, Chris Paddock. He was unhittable last night. Did uh, give up uh, four hits in the ball game, but he was flat-out electric, and he outdueled last year's National League Cy Young Award winner, Jacob DeGrom. The Padres get some timely hits last night. Eric Hosmer continues to swing the bat well. A 4 nothing Padre victory last night, and that's exactly what the doctor ordered. The Padres need to play better at home. Uh, they're now only one game under 500 at 9 and 10. Uh, speaking about Eric Hosmer, now we're going to get into Chris Paddock. Uh, Hosmer last night, he had the two-run double in the eighth off of Justin Wilson. Go back to April 19th. Since April 19th, Eric Hosmer right now is 24 for 59, a 407 average with nine extra base hits. He is playing some uh, great baseball right now for the Padres. Paddock's final line last night was seven and two-thirds, four hits, one walk, and a career-high 11 strikeouts. And normally Chris Paddock throws, you know, 91 to 93. Uh, He'll hit 95, 96. Last night, he was throwing at 97, 98 and working at 94, 95. I mean, that ball last night was flat-out exploding out of his hands. And, you know, I'm so excited about this young guy. We'd heard so much about him. I mean, he was by far the most talked about pitcher in minor league baseball last year, coming back from Tommy John surgery. And then, you know, the Padres put an inning limitation on him last year. There's certainly an innings limitation on him this year. And, you know, I kind of look at the New York Mets, the guy thrown tonight for the Mets, Noah Syndergaard. He throws, you know, close to a hundred miles an hour. He'll, he'll hit a hundred miles an hour. But he's gone on the disabled list a lot. And he also hasn't won as much as you would think for the stuff that he brings to the table. Now, granted, the New York Mets the last few years have not been all that great, and they haven't provided a lot of run support. We saw that last year with DeGrom, and, you know, he ends up, what, 10-9? and Yet he has this uh, minuscule ERA, and they gave him the Cy Young. Whether you agreed with that or not, and maybe it should have went to Max Scherzer, you know, DeGrom won it with 10 wins, okay? Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. We may see it in the day of sabermetrics. We may see that again, but a 10-9 and record to me, I don't care how good you pitch, doesn't uh, necessarily equate to a Cy Young Award. But what I'm saying here with Paddock, you know, you got to handle this guy with kick gloves. And he's a kind of a freak of nature, to be honest with you, from the standpoint, this guy can really bring it. He big, tall, tough, hard-nosed guy out there on the mound. Extremely confident. And we're going to get into his confidence here uh, in our next segment. I'm going to bring in Jim Russell, and he's going to take us through everything that had gone on the last couple of days between uh, Chris Paddock, Michael Paddock, 
and uh, Pete Alonzo, who, by the way, last night, Alonzo, uh, he had a rough night. Uh, over four, uh, three strikeouts. Uh, Chris Paddock got him twice. Craig Stammen uh, finished him off for that third strikeout late in the ball game. Uh, and Stammen came in last night in place of Kirby Yates, picks up his first save of the year, won an inning and a third, and looked good. Maybe a little rest uh, has helped Craig uh, Stammen, and maybe an extra day of rest will help Kirby Yates after a tough weekend against the Los Angeles Dodgers. But, you know, I look at that game last night. Once again, Hunter Renfro, fifth inning, his eighth bomb of the year. And boy, when he hits them, they're, they're no doubters. They're, that ball jumps off his bat. Ty France, even though he's hitting under 200 right now, uh, getting some quality at bats. And he had that sack fly in the seventh inning. And then Eric Hosmer's two run double in the eighth. Uh, Padres playing some good baseball. And you know what? The, the Mets right now are really struggling swinging the bat. I was listening to the broadcast last night and they were talking about, uh, you know, Mickey Calloway. The, the, the fans were out on Mickey Calloway. Remember last year, the Mets were playing pretty well and then down the stretch they just kind of, uh, disappeared with the bats. Well, that's happening again right now. And Mickey Calloway, the manager of the New York Mets, uh, taking a lot of heat right now uh, in the city of Gotham. Uh, the Mets with the loss last night, only 16-19 and 19 on the year with their new uh, general manager, Brody Van Wagen, and uh, they expect a far better ball club this year. And they may get it going, but hopefully they don't get it going until they leave San Diego. Again, tonight it's going to be Syndergaard going against uh, Cal Quantrill. Uh, Dodgers last night, they win 5-3, uh, really Really good effort by young right-hander Walker Bueller. Even though his ERA uh, came under uh, five last night, he's at four nine five. He improved to four and zero. He went seven innings last night, giving up five hits and three earned runs. Didn't walk a batter last night and had eight strikeouts. Did uh, serve up a couple of homers. One to Nick Markakis and the other to Freddie Freeman. Uh, Justin uh, Turner a two for four nine. And Chris Taylor. I think the Padres got Chris Taylor hot. He was two for four last night with a double and uh, two RBIs. The Dodgers now 23-14 and 14 on the year. Dodgers will be back at it again tonight at Chavez Ravine taking on the Atlanta Braves. And also tonight, after an off day yesterday, the Angels will be at Comerica Park in Michigan tonight. Uh, they'll take on the Detroit Tigers. It'll be right-hander Griffin Canning. Uh, no record. He'll be making his second major league start going against the left-hander Daniel Norris of the Tigers. He's 1-0 with a 3.47 ERA. Okay, I want to jump over to, to the NBA. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I thought Boston would win this series against Milwaukee, and right now, uh, Boston's getting run off the court. Last night, they got beat at home at TD Garden, 113-101. to uh, The Bucks now lead that series three games to one. They can close out the Celtics tomorrow night uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis last night 39 points, 16 rebounds. George Hill came off the bench. He had 15 points last night, four rebounds and five assists. Eric Bledsoe, the former Clipper, uh, a nice ball game, 13 points. Chris Middleton, even though he was only 4-19 shooting, he finished with 13 points last night. And for the Celtics, Kyrie Irving, he had 23 points, but he was 7-22 and only 1-7 on three-pointers. Al Horford played well last night, 20.6 rebounds and five assists. Marcus Morris, 18 points, 14 rebounds. But it wasn't enough. Milwaukee, again, leads that series three games to one, and they can close it out tomorrow night at home against the Boston Celtics. And then... I figured Houston would get one game. I didn't think they would get two games. Uh, Golden State had a furious comeback in the fourth quarter, but they came up four points short. Uh, Houston wins at 112-108. That series now tied at two apiece. Uh, game uh, uh, five will be uh, tomorrow night in the uh, Bay Area. Uh, last night, James Harden, 38 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Eric Gordon, 20 points, only 2 of 12, though, on 3-pointers. P.J. Uh, Tucker had a heck of a ball game last night for the Rockets, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Kevin Durant uh, played well last night, but not enough. He had 34 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, Steph Curry had 30 last night. And Clay Thompson, he had 11, but only 5 of 15 shooting, 1 of 6 
on the three pointers last night for Clay Thompson. So again, that series tied at uh, two apiece. Over on the uh, ice last night, uh, the Boston Bruins shut out the Columbus Blue Jackets three nothing. They win that series four games to two. Uh, Tuka Rask, his sixth career playoff shutout last night, he uh, turned back 39 shots. Also last night in the West second round, it took overtime, but Colorado got by the San Jose Sharks four to three. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog scored 232 into overtime, and with that goal, uh, and we're looking at a game seven tomorrow night in San Jose. So we have a lot to get done on the program, but I really want to hear from you Padre fans that were at the ball game last night, uh, watched it, listened to it. What did you think about Chris Paddock? He improves to 3-1 and one on the year and drops the ZRA. Get this, down to 1.55. He was that good last night. Uh, the Padres looked good last night. It took them a while to uh, dent the scoreboard against uh, Jacob DeGrom. You knew it was going to be a hard-fought ball game, but the Padres were able to get it done. Our phone number this morning, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Uh, coming up in our spotlight segment at 540, Scott Miller, national baseball writer for Bleacher Report, who joined us yesterday. If you missed that, we'll have uh, that coming up. We'll have our Padre Rewinds at 620 and 820. Also at 640, Hunter Renfro uh, sat down yesterday with Gwen and Chris. We'll uh, air that interview. And then we're going to talk Gulls Hockey at 805. Fourth-year head coach of the San Diego Gulls, Dallas Eakins, going to stop by. And again, the uh, Gulls right now, a 2-0 series lead against the Bakersfield uh, Condors. And they will be back on the ice tomorrow night for Game 3. And Game 4 will be Friday night at the Pachanga Arena. Well, Paddock finished with 11 punch-outs. Again, a new career high, 7 and two-thirds, four hits, one walk. And the 11 punch outs improves the three and one and drops that ERA down to a National League leading 1.55. Good Craig Stammen, his first save of the year. He went in an inning and a third, didn't allow anything and had to one strikeout. DeGrom pitched well last night. He went seven innings, given up four hits, two runs, both earned a walk and seven strikeouts. And the ball game got away a little bit there in the uh, eighth inning. I don't think they were going to do much against the Padre pitching last night anyways, uh, the way the Mets have been swinging the bat. But Justin Wilson got tagged pretty good in the eighth inning. One inning, three hits, and uh, two earned runs. Again, Hunter Renfro, his eighth homer of the year. Big Eric Hosmer, a two-run double that uh, put the uh, finishing touches on that win last night. Again, the Padres shut out the New York Mets. Four to nothing. Our pregame show tonight gets underway at six ten. First pitch seven ten. Right-hander Noah Syndergaard coming in with a five point oh two ERA and a two and three mark going against the, the youngster Cal Quantrill zero and one and a three eighteen. Quantrill will be making his second major league start. Well, yesterday we talked about this tweet from Chris Paddock, the uh, brother of uh, Michael Paddock, and uh, other way around. It was Michael Paddock that tweeted. Chris Paddock is... Okay. Yeah. Well, Michael Paddock tweeted, okay, but it was a, a comment that it was made by Chris Paddock, correct? Correct. So... Take it from there. Jim Russell with right. us this morning. Do you, ha- you have Instagram, right, Coach? Or do yes. You know, okay. So on Instagram, uh, last week, they, you know, they announced the awards for the month. And, National League Player of the Month. Right. And they announced the Rookie of the Month award for Pete Alonzo. So on the Instagram post, this is the MLB official Instagram post. Chris Paddock posted on that official post, we will see you Monday, like going towards Pete Alonzo. So then Michael Paddock, he took a screenshot of that and then posted on Twitter, thank you MLB, you hit a nerve that even I couldn't hit. That's impressive. Game on. Grab your popcorn for this one, MLB. They poked the wrong bear. So there was this beef last night between Michael Pad or from Chris Paddock and Pete Alonzo, and it was all generated from Chris Paddock. He saw something that he didn't like, and he said something about it. And it was so minute and small as far as MLB posting a picture of the Rookie of the Month award for the National League, Pete Alonzo, and he just didn't like it, and he said something. And he knew he was pitching against the Mets. So he called his own shot. And he went out there and he threw eight shutout almost and struck out 11. So not only did he talk that you know what, but he backed it up. 
Well, he did back it up. Uh, you know, I wonder uh, if there was any talk between Pete Alonso and uh, Paddock uh, before the game. So I th- there wasn't any talk before the game, but I think we do have sound of Pete Alonso talking about what Chris, you know, instigated through this whole thing. It's part of the, I mean, he said he wanted me, and uh, he pitched. He pitched really well today, and. Um, I know what he said. It, I mean, to me, it doesn't sit well, and um, for us um, as a team, it definitely sucks. Um, definitely sucks after this one. Uh, definitely, definitely sour taste for sure. But um, I don't think one game necessarily tells the whole story, and uh, this season is a is a marathon, not a sprint. Do you have issue? I mean, with kind of the professionalism of singling you out before the game. Well, I mean, it's uh, he's he's allowed to say what he wants, but um, I mean, like I said, he he wanted me and uh, and he and he got me tonight. Simple as that. And um, I mean, it kind of fired me up, and I wanted to. I mean, it was going to be a good matchup, and I didn't didn't answer the bell. Uh, had um, had a couple guys and uh, on base when I was up, and I didn't do the job tonight. It's. Uh, it's it's not good. It's not a good feeling. It's, it's a really tough pill to swallow. Um, I mean, game's over. Can't change it. And um, we got we got to move forward. We got to we got to fight back even harder tomorrow. Pete, is it something that you're thinking about when you're up at the plate, or is it something that you think it's about some, going into the game? Well, going. To, I mean, it was kind of like before. I mean, obviously, I, I saw what he said and. Didn't take kindly to it, obviously, but um, this isn't about me and, and, and Chris Paddock. This is about um, this is about the New York Mets versus the San Diego Padres, and um, I mean, there's there's more there's more to it than uh, just a one v one battle because I mean, this is a this is a, this is a team effort, and um, yeah, so um, we got to get them tomorrow. We I mean, it's 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 a must. We need to win tomorrow. What is- well, my uh, first uh, reaction to that was I think Pete Alonso handled that situation like a veteran. I mean, he's a rookie. Uh, the way he talked, he wasn't raising his voice. He was very matter-of-fact. Uh, I thought he handled it really well, to be honest with you. Yeah, he. I. you could tell, though, he's a little irked. Like, there's no well, way. I'd be irked, too. I mean, there's no way that he's I'd not. be really irked after an 0 for 4 and uh, three punch-outs. And not only that, he got called out, and he got, like, I mean, Chris Paddock went out there and talked that talk. Yeah, well, I hope, I'll be honest with you, Jim, I hope this isn't something that we're going to see more and more of from Chris Paddock or anyone else. I I, I don't it. think that's something you need to do. I love it. Yeah, see, I totally I disagree as a, an athlete and as a coach. I don't want my guys getting into those type of situations. When's the last time you had this swag from any Padres player? Well, having swag is one thing. Having class is another. Well, and, I think and, it's and just I, a confidence. I don't, I don't think you need to, to go out on social media and start uh, challenging people. Because every dog has their day. Remember that. Well, yeah. There's no way that Chris Paddock's going to go throughout his entire MLB career and have a 1.56 ERA. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> but I don't... Like, look, if he is going to call out somebody and then back it up. Well, he backed it up. There's no question about it. But I hope the next series he doesn't call out somebody else uh, because eventually it's going to come back to bite him. I don't think he should call out, like, Mike Trout or players like that. Um, But I don't have a—for me, I don't have a problem with it. Padres have never experienced this type of player that is so so outspoken about his talent. And it's always the night, like San Diego is always, everybody's nice. Everybody's, you know, happy go lucky on the Padres. And there's no, like, just these. They've been vanilla. There's been, it's been super vanilla. Right. I agree with that. And this is the first time that I can remember that it's been the complete opposite with a player. And not only because the complete opposite, this player's really, really good. Like, he is arguably the best pitcher. In all of baseball, well, right now, but again, the short sample size. How many innings is he going to pitch? Uh, you know, is he going to stay healthy? I mean, you got a lot of questions. I mean, I wouldn't get too uh, up and uh, almighty right now regarding Chris Paddock. He's I mean, you got to show that you can go through the entire year. And you know, as far as Alonzo, only thing Alonzo did was have a really good month of April and win the National League Player of the Month. He didn't do anything to, you know. Uh, uh, 
uh, to Chris Paddock. I mean, uh, Paddock had a good month, but uh, Alonzo had a great month swinging the bat. He had about eight home runs in the month. Well, it sure pissed off Chris. Yeah, and uh, again, he, he got he won the war last night. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I thought Alonzo handled it uh, pretty well. Do we have any sound from a Chris Paddock? Well, let's hear that as well because I'd like to hear what he had to say. You know, me and Alonzo, nothing against him. He's a great guy. Uh, you know, he has some talent. And not a lot of things fired me up, but that was, I think it was kind of cool to announce that. Um, you know, he did, Mets is a great, great team. You know, we came up on top tonight, but, you know, I'm looking forward to the little rivalry we have. Um, you know, but I just came to the ballpark focused, stayed, stayed with my game plan. Hedgy gets all the credit. You know, he kept me focused. We executed our game plan, and he does a really good job for me of keeping me locked in. You know, ever since I've been drafted, I've kind of been the underdog. Um, and I think that that's why I've, I've had so much passion so far in my career is, you know, doesn't matter who's in the box. My goal is to beat you. Um, just like when they step in the box, their goal is to beat me. Um, who has the better edge? You know, and tonight I got him. You know, would you rather be rookie of the month or rookie of the year? Um, I know we got a long season ahead of us. It's going to be a fun when we go to New York. Um, you know, I hope I pitch that series. But like I said, just, just staying within myself, um, you know, nothing against Pete Alonzo. Guy's a great guy, well-deserved rookie of the month. Um, but I just want to have a little fun out of it. You know, get me fired up, get my team fired up. And uh, like I said, I came up on top tonight. Okay, I like the way he uh, prefaced it. Just trying to have so, a little fun so and now, get my team fired so up. Now are you okay with it? Yeah, because it, it was put a little bit more into context rather than just a tweet. That's why uh, tweeting and uh, uh, text messaging can uh, get very confusing and people can get into a lot of arguments because of it. See, see, I, I like it. I like when he when when that happens. I mean, if you're gonna say something, though, you better back it up. And well, you did. better back it up, and uh, you know, I don't think it's something you want to fall into uh, series by series. Uh, I love Chris Paddock. Okay, I, I followed him last year. You know, I was looking at his numbers every game after he pitched. I listened to what everybody had to say about him. I watched him in spring training. The first night I saw him on TV in spring training, I'm going, "Wow, this guy really is good." I love the way he wears his uniform. I love the way he shows up at the ballpark in a three-piece suit and a cowboy hat before every start. I mean, he's setting the tone. He's mentally getting himself ready to go, but uh, I think a lot of times it's better uh, to just uh, go about your business and don't try to attract a whole lot of attention. In this case, it worked out, but I just hope it doesn't become the norm. I mean, I went to the game last night, and he already has like a following. I would imagine because of the mullet. Because Not because of the mullet, the, he, the, the hat he wears before the game, his love for country music. I mean, they, they turn that entire ballpark when Chris wasn't on the mound, into a country concert. And they also had a bunch of his fans behind the dugout, his family there. You saw a bunch of people in cowboy hats, uh, a lot of people with uh, Paddock's Posse shirts, Paddock Posse pins. I mean... There's a new sheriff in town. I'm not even joking. Like The standing ovation that he got when he left the mound in the eighth inning... Well, he deserved it. Chills. Like, in the stands, it... It felt different, and it felt like something that you haven't seen since probably PV, maybe. I mean, Jake obviously won a Cy Young here, and he, you know, kind of San Diego took him as his own, as, a, as their own, right? As his own, but like you haven't seen that in a long time with a player. And Chris Paddock just—I mean, he struck out Alonzo in the second, and he's pumping his fist. Yelling, screaming when he comes off the mound. Like, I love that. Well, that's Jake PV-esque. Yeah, and after he got interviewed last night by Scan on the field, he gets up and starts cheering and pumping up the crowd. Like, that's not that's not baseball, and he's doing that. And well, I, that's I the love thing. It. We talked a little bit about this yesterday uh, with Scott Miller. you got a bunch of young guys on this team right now that have a, really a lot of talent. They're having fun. They're having success early in their career. And there's going to be days where they're not, you know, uh, sugar cane chopping down there and things are going uh, tough. They're not shy. Right now, they're having a lot of fun. They're playing good baseball, even though they dropped two out of three to the Dodgers. They were in uh, all three of those games. They finally got the big hit from real on Sunday. But this team is having fun right now. And you've got a really nice blend 
of some veterans, guys like Hosmer, Greg Garcia, guys that have been around. Machado's still a young guy, but he's been around for a while. But then you got all this youth. Uh, with the outfielders of Renfro and Reyes and Margot still a relatively young major league player and, uh, uh, Hedges and, and Mejia. Uh, but you've got a really nice blend. They've put together this ball club rather nicely. They've got some leaders and guys that really know how to play at the big league level. And they're doing a good job, I think, of help, uh, pulling along some of these young guys right now. And, you know, I'll tell you, our sister station right down the hall, KSON, KSON. They, uh, they need to get something with Chris Paddock. Well, what like, they ought to tomorrow. do is they had to invite Chris Paddock in on an off day to see if he'd like to be the uh, uh, the, the guest DJ one morning. How about that? I think that's uh, something that has to be done. I think that's something that we uh, need to take credit for if it does get done. And it looks like Chris Paddock. <laughs> exactly. It looks like it looks like Paddock won't pitch again until L.A. Uh, I, think, I think they're going to stretch it out. Till yeah, I think they're going to try to stretch it out. Again, you know, Jim, you and I have talked about it on the air, off the air. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do about these innings limitations on all these guys. Right now, things are going really well. Everybody's healthy. He's pitching more. I mean, every single start, he's getting stronger and stronger. Like, is every start he's got his pitch count has gone up yeah but we also know there's going to be an innings limitation on him and everyone else probably in this rotation. There will be, and it's kind of hard because they're contending. They're, I know, and you want to push the envelope, and you you're you're in a situation now like with the Nationals when Strasburg first came up. Like if Strasburg was healthy that year, or not healthy that year, but if they continued to pitch Strasburg that year. Who knows what the Nationals would have done. Well, the only guy on this uh, starting rotation right now who's ever pitched in the month of September at the big league level is Matt Strom, and that was primarily out of the bullpen. Yeah, he had a couple of those openers. I think he started in September, but you know, he not... Uh, used to go on a Lucchese, lot of innings. Lucchese didn't pitch last year. I mean, didn't yeah, he did. And but, well, Lauer too, but he also got brought up. But, later but in those the guys, well, Lucchese didn't start the season. He came up after no, the first Luc- couple of weeks. Lucchese started the season with the team. I thought he came up uh, a no, couple he, of weeks into made, the season. He made the opening day roster. Okay, and, and Lauer Lauer came up uh, a couple of weeks into the season. La- Lauer came up, um, I think, a couple months. Because he started his first start was in Colorado when he gave up eight eight runs. Yeah, I remember game. that one real well. Remember he had the smile on his face and everybody oh, yeah. was all upset with him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. you know, even Lucas, he's a young pitcher. How much can you push this guy in his second year in the big leagues? I mean, that, that's going to be interesting. They've got a lot of navigation to do with this Padre pitching staff. Big night for the Padres. A big night for Chris Paddock. He was absolutely sensational last night on a Monday night affair going against last year's National League Cy Young Award winner Jacob deGrom. Paddock out-dueled deGrom last night. He went seven and two-thirds, limited the Mets to only four hits, one walk in a career-high 11 punch-outs. He picks up the win. He's now 3-1 and and drops his ERA down to the best in the National League at 1.55. Padres win it. Four to nothing. They get a home run once again from Hunter Renfro, his eighth homer of the year. He had another hit in the ball game, a sack fly by Ty France in the seventh inning, and then the finishing touches by Eric Hosmer, a two-run double in the eighth. Offer reliever Justin Wilson, a Hosmer, another multi-hit game. And since April 19th, Hosmer now is 24 of 59, a 407 average with nine extra base hits. The battle between Paddock and uh, Pete Alonzo, well, it was one last night by Paddock. Alonzo 0 for 4 on the night. Paddock struck him out twice. Alonzo struck out a total of three times in the ball game. If you missed it, we'll replay uh, the conversation after the ball game Pete Alonzo had with the uh, media, and we'll also have uh, the conversation that Chris Paddock held uh, in front of his cubicle after that tremendous performance last night. Do want to get into uh, the NBA a little bit because uh, last night the Houston Rockets even their series at two games apiece with a 112-108 victory over the Golden State Warriors. Of course, the Golden State Warriors, as you all know, that follow the NBA, have won three out of the last four NBA titles. Uh, uh, James Harden last night, a big night. uh, 38 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. And here was James Harden in the postgame talking about his team's performance. I think our mentality changed, especially after the game two, being more aggressive um, on both ends of the ball, defensively, making sure that you know, everything that they get was, uh, wasn't easy. I guess his vision was a whole lot better uh, last night. Now, on the other side of the ledger, 
a Draymond Green who we know is very emotional on the court, off the court. Uh, who knows where his future lies at the end of this year, whether or not he'll be back with Golden State. In fact, there's uh, questions about a lot of guys on this Golden State team, but here's Draymond Green in the postgame after the Warriors went down their defeat. They're doing whatever it takes to win. And not that they're like doing anything dirty or nothing like that, but they're doing whatever it takes to win. And we're just kind of rolling in, looking like, oh, yeah, we'll box. And, and they slamming us. So we got to just change our mindset. And I think if we change our mindset, then we'll be just fine. But we haven't. Well, that's pretty uh, calm and cool collect for uh, Draymond Green, who normally is a very, very emotional uh, person on the court and off the court in those post-game press conferences. But again, the series now uh, moves back to uh, uh, Oracle Arena, and we'll see uh, exactly what happens there. And this is what Steve Kerr thinks has to happen in Game 5. I think both teams are doing what they're doing, and uh, nothing's really happened yet. You know, it's 2-2. Each team has won two home games, so this is kind of how the playoffs go, especially when you got two great teams uh, playing against each other. So um, we just got to be a little bit better. Well, they're going to have to be a whole lot better because right now they've got a tiger by the tail. This Houston team, very, very motivated. And here's what Mike D'Antoni, the Houston Rockets head coach, has to say about going to Oracle. It's two out of three, and we know that on their court they're tough, but uh, I don't know if you believe in momentum. I don't even know if there is such a thing, but we feel good about where we are. Uh, not great. We know it's going to be a heck of a game on Wednesday. I mean, you know, this is the best we could ask for. They, they go up two. We won our two. Now it's two out of three, and got to steal one on the road. And that's exactly what will have to happen. It's going to be interesting to see uh, the crowd and how the Warriors come out in Game 5 tomorrow night again at Oracle. And you would expect the Warriors to come out from the opening tip and, and play what you consider Warrior basketball. Moving that ball, great spacing, uh, three-point shots by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Curry had a pretty good ball game last night. He had 30, but uh, Clay Thompson, uh, not a great night. He only had 11 points in the ball game. was 5 of 15 from the field. Uh, not uh, really feeling it last night. And uh, you got to give uh, Houston credit. Uh, they needed to win uh, at least one game. Well, they won both games back at the Toyota center now they're going to go back and take their shot at oracle and like mike d'antoni said they've got to win two out of three and of course uh two out of two of the three are going to be at oracle if there is a game seven so we'll have to wait and see what goes on tomorrow night i would think those ratings for tomorrow night would be awful good i would think they would be awful good on a wednesday night let's go over to jim russell jim uh you're uh uh, watched Golden State for a long period of time, and I've been saying really all year long, this is probably uh, the last year of this great dynasty because uh, you know Durant's leaving. I don't think there's any way he's coming back. Clay Thompson probably going to stay because he's going to get a max contract, but after that, there could be some other movement on that roster, I would think. You think Durant's actually leaving? <laughs> I mean, if he left, he'd be stupid. Well, he's going to leave, though. I, I, don't I can't imagine him coming back. I don't. Why would he leave, though? Tell me a better situation. Well, I don't think there is a better situation. Uh, I just think, I think that he, he kind of wants to go do his own thing, and maybe he'll go to New York for more money. And I'm still holding out hope that he has somewhat sense of awareness and knows that there's no other better situation than the one he is in right now. Uh, if you want to win, you stay there. Right. But hey, he could leave. He'd be an idiot if he did, and he'd get killed again. But, I mean... If he if he stays, then he's smart. If he leaves, good luck. Uh, but I think that the Warriors are going to offer Clay the max. Right. I don't think Clay's going anywhere. Draymond, uh, the Joe Lake of their owner already said that he wants Draymond there for life. They already signed Steph Curry to a long term contract. They are literally bringing in the Brinks trucks every single day for money. They are not worried about money with this team, so they can pay a luxury tax of $300 million if they wanted, I feel like, to keep this team together. They will do it. Um, but this year right here, you see the fatigue. Now, the first two games I was worried. I was like, yeah, okay, they took the first two, but it wasn't like a dominant performance. There were there were definitely flaws. There were definitely holes. And the they, the Rockets and Warriors have played. I was saying this during the break. Like they played it like twenty or thirty times the last four years against each other. Like when you start playing against like a team that much, it doesn't. There's no matchups anymore. You just go out and play. Against well, I each think other. that's a very good point, Jim. 
like you don't have any X factors. You don't have any. It's just all about the like Draymond said, like we have to play with more fire and urgency. They're playing with more heart right now than us. And that is as simple as it is when you play a team as many times as you do over the last three, four years. Whoever plays the hardest wins. I think when you watch the Golden State Warriors, I saw this a little bit last year during the regular season, but I saw a whole lot more of it this year. They think they can just kind of play and then turn it on and turn it off whenever they want. And for the most part, they've been able to do that. The problem right now, they've got a team that's extremely hungry, a team that's extremely motivated to beat them uh, particularly. And right now, they're having a hard time uh, hitting that switch to take it into another gear, which they normally do. And that switch they have when it's on for an entire game, when they actually give the effort, when they actually give a you-know-what, they're unstoppable. But when they go out there and play lackadaisical and nonchalant and then try to turn it on in the third quarter, that's when they have problems. And they've the, you could see every one of their losses in the postseason so far. That's the exact, the like two at what they've done. You know, I look at uh, Draymond Green, and a question was posed to me earlier in the year, and I can't remember who asked me the question. I mean, you know, Durant's going to be a basketball Hall of Famer. You know, Steph Curry's going to be. I think Clay Thompson definitely will be. Well, Draymond Green Bay, uh, a Nate Smith basketball yes. Hall of Famer, is he right now? Well, in the Basketball Hall of Fame, they take college into... That is correct, and, and he was the Big Ten Player of the Year. Right. He, he's won a gold medal, Big Ten Player of the Year, multiple NBA titles, Defensive Player of the Year. He's a Hall of Famer. Same thing with Andre Guadalla. People don't say they... Like, Andre Guadalla, Finals MVP, multiple... And multi, I don't know if multiple, he's a, I don't know. I think that's they a let, stretch. They let anybody in the Hall of Fame, Coach. I think that's a stretch. I do agree, though... They let anybody, Draymond Green will probably get in. Draymond is a lock for the Hall of Fame. I don't care what anyone says, and it's and th- there's no more numbers that people can. For me, Iguodala is not a Hall of Famer. I'd have to go back and look at his entire body of work, but uh, I know he was a Finals MVP. But that doesn't automatically uh, slide you into the Hall of Fame. His numbers in Philadelphia were ridiculous, though. He made all couple All Star teams, won a yeah. slam dunk contest. Well, we'll have to take a look at it. Uh, the Basketball uh, Hall of Fame is the how many game. how many games they won in Philadelphia when he was there? They went to Not the too many, right? Mm, they went to the playoffs. I think almost every. I mean, I know he's on on some bad teams. But right. I mean, he played with AI. He, yeah, he went to some some, some playoffs. Now, we'll have to take a look at his overall body of work. For me, just, you know, uh, yeah, you throw out a name, I'd say no. That's what I would say. And he's had a long, lengthy career, and I know he's done a lot of great things. I loved him when he was coming out of college, but for me, he's probably not a Hall of Famer. Draymond Green, and you brought up a good point. Uh, they take in what, uh, you know, he did in college, and yeah, he played for Tom Izzo there and was uh, a Big Ten uh, Player of the Year. And he's been a great player in the NBA. It's just, uh, you know, I thought, uh, considering he's not a guy banging home uh, 17, 18 points a game, a lot of people fall in love with just the guys that score and he does a lot more than that. And also, too, they take effect. They take into account his, uh, you know, the Olympics. Oh, absolutely. So when you win a gold medal, that's also a big thing as well. I would agree with you on that. A uh, reminder, we got the Padres Rewind coming up here at 620. Also, uh, we're going to have a little interview that Gwen and Chris did yesterday with a hero from uh, Sunday and a hero again last night because he homered again last night. Hunter Renfro will have that for you. Also, we're going to replay uh, the post game. Uh, Pete Alonzo talking about his matchup against Chris Paddock. And on the other side, Paddock talking about his matchup against the Mets and Pete Alonzo. <laughs> Want to know what happened with the Friars? It's time for Padres Rewind. He's hot. He's hot. Brought to you by EcoWater. Your water perfected. Fastball. High fly ball. Did it again. Deep left. Leaping up. Ball going. Ball gone. Hunter Renfro. Ah, rush. This time lower deck. Yes, yesterday was harder, but who cares? Yesterday was more important. It was the winner of the game. This one puts them ahead. One to nothing. Now the 3-2 pitch, swing and a miss, he lost his bat, and that is the 10th strikeout of the night for Paddock, a new career high. Ramos was so badly fooled on the changeup, his bat went flying, it hit the netting above the New York dugout on the third base side, and wow, number 10 for Chris Paddock. Swings at the first pitch, in the air center, Manuel Margot just into the game, comes on in, makes a two-handed catch, and what do you know, a very quick 
One, two, three, seventh inning for Chris Paddock. 1-0, that's lifted in the air left field. McNeil going over towards the line, makes the catch. Hosmer tagging on his way home. Throw is cut by Fraser. Sacrifice fly, and the Padres have doubled the lead. 2-0 in the seventh. And the payoff pitch is lined into right center field. A base hit. That's going to roll all the way to the wall. Both runs will score easily. Hosmer heading for second. He will be content with a two-run double. And again, the Padres double their lead. Now 4-0 in the eighth. Here's a 0-1 on the way. Ground ball right back to Stam. Short hop on the grass to the left, as in of the third base side of the mound. He makes the throw. This ball game belongs to my San Diego Padres. That was Padres Rewind, brought to you by EcoWater. Stay hydrated, San Diego. Fastball, high fly ball, did it again. Deep left, leaping up, ball going, ball gone. Hunter Renfro, rush. This time, lower deck. Yes, yesterday was harder, but who cares? Yesterday was more important. It was the winner of the game. This one puts them ahead. One to nothing. Roof That was one of our callers earlier calling him Hunter Rooftop Renfro. How do you like that nickname, sports fans here in San Diego and uh, Southern California? Coach Jacques and Tara back with you until 9 o'clock. Our phone number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Hey, I'd love for you to like us on Facebook at 97.3 The Fan for the latest uh, from the fan jam-packed with local original content. Our three-up, three-down video recap after every Padres game, Tony Gwynn Jr.'s weekly video blog, Facebook live shows with Rich Herrera and Derek Togerson, and weekly blogs from uh, yours truly and Chris Ello. Like us on Facebook at 97.3 The Fan. Well, we've talked a lot about Chris Paddock and the Padres, and deservedly so. They're playing great baseball, and hopefully, uh, if you haven't been out to the ball yard this year, you'll have an opportunity to either go tonight or tomorrow or uh, in the next homestand. Hey, think about this. Tonight they play at 710. Tomorrow, we're going to be right in here at 5 a.m. talking about hopefully another Padre victory. Burrito day. And then right after the show tomorrow, uh, we'll do all the little things we have to do after each and every show, our little video, uh, uh, Facebook uh, video, our promo. Uh, we'll uh, tell one another how great a show it was, and then we'll head down to Petco Park, walk down to Lolita's, and I will purchase a California burrito with extra guacamole for one Jim Russell. I'm a man. Uh, uh, I pay oh. off my bets. Oh, sorry, I got a little excited there. I remembered the uh, extra guacamole, Jim. I know. I think I'm going to have the guacamole on the side. That's okay. Extra guac on the side. You know, basically what's going to happen tomorrow, we're going to go down there, and I'm going to let you go Who's in front of tomorrow? me. I'm going to let you go ahead and order, and then I'll order, and then I'll I'll pull out the, the few dollars and uh, uh, give them to the lady down there at Lolita's. You and I will break bread, and then we'll walk over and watch the ball game for a while. You know, usually when you go to a restaurant, it's... Pretty good protocol to go to the counter and order food. So yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, well, I'm going to let you go in front of me, and you order what you need to order. And uh, by the way, I also want you to get a drink, okay? I don't want you to have to pay for a drink. I, I'm buying wow. the, the burrito and the extra guac, and I want to make sure you get a drink, okay? I, feel, I want you to be well hydrated. right now. Well, you should feel special. And why I lost this uh, bet, I didn't think Kyler Murray would be the number one overall pick in the NFL. You did, and you were uh, the winner, fair and square. So I'm going to pay off my bet tomorrow for you. Well, wow, it's going to be a great day. Who's, to, who's uh, pitching tomorrow? Uh, it was undecided uh, by both ball clubs. Maybe they've uh, put something out early this morning. We'll have to check on that. But before I went to bed last night, I was looking, and both teams had TBA on the Padre game notes last Ooh. night. Well, it's it's a Quantrill's pitching tonight, right? Right. Okay, so Lauer tomorrow maybe? I would think it uh prob no, probably not Lauer. How about uh one uh Matt Strom? Matt Strom, yes. Yeah, I think it'd Game be Matt day. Strom. But again, you never know what the Padres are gonna do. They may call up some guy from double A and come in here and throw six shutout innings. You know who they should have pitch? Chris Ello. Chris Ello. <laughs> I got word that Ello is uh we're calling Ello right now. Let's call him right now. We need to talk about his first pitch. Because I didn't see any video of it last night. Yeah, you know, I was driving around yesterday afternoon, and I heard them talking, and I saw a picture um, 
on Instagram and our Facebook page uh, of Chris warming up, loosening up a little bit prior to their show. Uh, and I know he was working on his delivery and checking out the mound, kind of like what Clayton Kershaw did the other day where he walked out on the mound real early, like at 1.30 in the afternoon for that Friday start. And uh, But I never heard the final outcome of how Chris uh, uh, threw, uh, or did I hear who caught him? Let's find out, because there's no video, so did it even really happen? I can't believe there's no video. I mean, come on, Scraby. What's Scraby doing? It's Scraby's fault. Oh, Scraby's probably signing autographs like he did at Sonic last week. Go go ride some rollerblades again. All right, let's head out right now to the SDCCU uh, fan hotline and uh, welcome in the uh, host of the Gwen and Chris show uh, on uh, 97.3 The Fan 3 to 7 Daily, Chris Ello and uh, Christopher. How are we doing this morning? Was I supposed to throw out the first pitch last night? Was that? Yeah, we've been waiting. We haven't seen any video of it. We saw you warming up, but we haven't seen any video. How'd it go? Scraby, Scraby is unbelievable. I mean, the guy's there. He's ready to go. Like you just said, he's signing autographs. He's, you know, he's, he's running for mayor down there on the field. And then it's time for me to throw out the first pitch, and his, and his Android phone blows up, and he, he doesn't oh. get any video of the, of the, of the pitch, but, uh, Thankfully, uh, Luke from our promotions department did get some photos. I did tweet a couple out. So uh, the pitch, uh, I did get the pitch off. I went to the top of the mound. I was, I was kind of told by the Padres to stand in front of the rubber, but I, I didn't really listen to them. I went right up to the top, and thankfully, um, the muscle memory worked. And the, <laughs> the pitch kind of went over the plate. I, I don't know how it got there, but. Uh, it was it was actually a pretty good pitch. It was kind of low on the outside corner. I think uh, I think even Hunter Renfro would have had a little trouble dealing with. It. He would have had to hit it the right field. That's for sure. Hey, uh, who who caught you? Uh, one of the ball girls. Uh, I, and she was very sweet. Uh, she warmed up with me down the left field line for a little while before I went up there and and threw the pitch. And then uh, when I went down to do it, uh, she was there to to catch it for me. And I was kind of glad she was because she was she. Uh, She's a very nice young lady and uh, helped me warm up. So it was fun. It was it was a good, it was a great experience. I, I have to tell you, I was I was very nervous because I knew I had people like Jim Russell and uh, and the rest of the the uh, the 97.3 crew very much interested in the outcome of this select of, the, of this pitch and and people were. You know, everybody was telling me don't bounce it and this and that and the other, and so I had all these terrible thoughts going through <laughs> my head. But I was able to able to get through it, Coach. So I was, I was pleased. You know, I just I thought about the kind of things you used to teach me. You know, uh, you know, just get a good good wind up, point your foot at the target, follow through. You know, all the good stuff the coach always used to tell me. Hey, uh, you know, I, I got an opportunity to throw one out a number of years ago. I'd have to go back and, and look that up what year I did. But, you know, same thing. I mean, hey, you and I both played a lot of baseball. And the last thing we want to do is go out there and look like we don't know what the heck we're doing. And uh, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Now, I got to warm up that uh, night a little bit. I was down on the field early and I was warming up. Did you get an opportunity? Because I know you were coming down from uh, doing the talk show. Did you get to toss a few before you went out to the rubber yeah the the ball girl and i went down the left field line uh, out in left field i didn't get to throw off a mound but i did get to throw some uh down in left field and so i got the arm loose a little bit but it's it's a whole different world i think when you get up on that mound and you know tony gwynn uh told me he goes the one thing you don't want to do when you get up on the mound is do not look up into the crowd because <laughs> once you look up and see that many people you're going to like freak out and it's going to you're it's going to be hard to get your bearings so he said just concentrate on the glove uh mark grant was very nice he said aim a little higher than you normally would because he said your pitch will probably come up a little short and he was right so i aimed uh kind of for the girl the I aimed for the gal's head instead of the glove, and the ball just dropped right into the glove. So I was really, I was excited. I must, I got to tell you, I was very, very excited and relieved 
to get it over with. My wife was down there. Lori was down there taking pictures, and uh, we had a great time. Well, uh, I'm glad it went well, and I, I remember the same thing. Buggy Black caught me, and I was fortunate. I, I threw one right down Broadway that uh, night, and, uh, you know, walking off, Buddy came out, you know, like it was Yogi Bear and shaking my hand after, you know, Don Larson's perfect <laughs> game, and we walked off together, and I felt really good. But I got to tell you, Chris, and you said the exact word, uh, you know, after you throw it and you don't bounce it or throw it high and, you know, hit somebody, I mean, you do feel, feel relieved, even though it's just the first pitch of a ball ball game you know all these people are watching and they listen to you every day on the radio you don't want to look like that guy that's never played a game before in his life i know that's what i was definitely definitely went through my head about a, <laughs> about a thousand times but uh it was fun and I, I want to thank the padres for the for the opportunity and for letting us come out there it was uh, it was a lot of fun and uh great for 97.3 the fan for us to be able to get out there and and do that and uh you know like i said it it was it's kind of like and cross it off the bucket list now i finally get to throw from the league mound (laughs) and i feel and i feel i felt good too because i think i set a pretty good tone for chris paddock and jacob Degrom. they seemed to follow up my lead pretty well last night oh there's no question about it you uh, certainly didn't take a back seat to either one of those guys last night hey before i let you go i know you'll be out there again uh, today uh, with the talk show, uh, you got anything you'd like to let the fans know? Any special guests or anything? Uh, you know, Scraby, he's 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 probably still down on the field signing autographs from last night. <laughs> he'll, he'll get the show together, but we did have Hunter Renfro on yesterday. And, yeah, we and played it this morning. One. Yeah, I wanted to share one thing after after we visited with him yesterday. I I told him I said, you know, my uh, my eighty seven year old mother was at the game. Last year, when you hit your grand slam again, he hit a grand slam last year against Cincinnati. And I said, uh, she still takes credit for that. <laughs> and, and, and Hunter said, well, you got to get her out to some more ball games. And I said, well, guess what? She's coming to the game tonight to see me throw out the first pitch. And Hunter said, well, then I better hit her a home run. That's awesome. And he did. So that was really awesome last night that he had another home run. I'm, I, it's great to see him swinging a hot bat. Padres playing great baseball. And it's just a, it's been a fun season, hasn't it? I mean, you know, never mind where you are in the standings and what the race is. That'll all work itself out. But watching these guys play great ball and great defense and Paddock last night, just seeing him pumped off, <laughs> pumped up, coming off the mound and, yelling and screaming and and i mean he backed up his bravado coach he said he was going to go get pete alonzo and he went and got him yeah there's no question about that well i'm glad it went well last night uh we're gonna have to you know ride scraby a little bit we may have to take him into the human resource office today and have a talk with him yeah deal with him there are some pictures on the web page 97.3 the fan sd dot com but i haven't seen a video of it yet i know the padres took some videos so Hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to get some video up, but I know there's some photos up there right now. Uh, That's great. Hey, Chris, thanks for getting up and uh, sharing some time with us this morning. You know I'm always here (laughs) for you, Coach. It's always great, and uh, congratulations on the show. You're doing a great job. I've talked to so many people around town who have told me they're so excited that you're on every day in the morning. So keep up the good work. All right, my friend, and I'll uh, be tuning in this afternoon at 3 o'clock with you and uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. Have a great day, and congratulations again. Thanks, Coach. That was Best of Coach, 5 to 9, mornings, right here on 97.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t